0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Furry President. I am your furry president, Neil Fox, the president of time and space. And with me, as always, is my partner in love and in life and in the bedroom, Link Labrador.
1: Hello, I am Link Labrador. Oh, too loud, too loud, too loud. I am Link Labrador and you your vice president
0: of time and space. Absolutely. And so, what we, we were just talking, and I said, you know what, we should record this conversation, because this is a good one. So, uh, tell me just a quick summary, quick recap, of what we were talking about, and we'll discuss. So, we were talking about patri- patriotism, and
1: how my fox boy and I differ than the average American citizen. Yeah. Uh, yes,
0: and uh, so, I, I see, generally speaking... I see two types of people in the United States. and it's, To me it's sad that we've come to this point uh, of polarization as a nation. I, w- I would like to see America come together, <laughs> literally and figuratively, uh, I would like to see America come together to a point of agreement. Because I, th- I think there is a point of agreement that can be found here. So here are the two types of people that I generally see. I meet people who are far-right, or not far, far-right, we'll, we'll say lean right. A lot of people who are right-leaning identify as Republican or identify as independent and generally vote Republican. They're, you know, it, it, to me it doesn't really matter. I, I do not care very much about political parties. I. To me, what's important about a political party is that it's a, it's a way to organize people together. Organizing people is hard work. And so we should be thankful to the people of these parties for, for doing that hard work. Now, unfortunately, whenever you have a group of people with a lot of money and a lot of power, you get corruption. You do. it, it is. It, it's just part of the equation, unfortunately. I, I wish that were not the case. but you know, if you if you have Republicans, Democrats, independents, whatever, the, you get a bunch of people together, you give them a shitload of money, and some people are going to use that for bad means and bad ends. Yeah. So but here here's what I see. let me let me get back to my point. What I see is people who lean right, our, We'll say our Republican friends. Because I consider all Americans to be my friends. You, you, you've seen this. When, whenever I meet someone, doesn't matter their age, doesn't matter their gender, doesn't matter their religion, doesn't matter. They are my friend. I call them my friend. What can I do for you today? That kind of thing. Our Republican friends, <laughs> in my opinion, have a nationalist point of view. Now, what is the difference between a nationalist and a patriot? In in my estimation, a patriot is a person who cares about the country only in so much as they care about the people and the values that the country represents. That's just my definition of patriotism. I'm sure many people have different definitions. Nationalism is somebody who's like, my country live or die. My country is the best, and if you don't believe that, then I'll just nuke you too. I'll drop a bob on you. I just, in my opinion. <laughs> yes, okay. In my opinion, nationalism is a cancer on society. It, in my opinion, in a world that is as connected as the one that we live in today, thinking of the world as countries and, oh, my country is better. My country is better. Like it's a sports team or something like that. You know, if you if you want to be nationalistic about your sports team, sure. And root for the Americans in the Olympics. Why not? That's, that's all in good fun. But if you're... If you're acting the same way when we're talking about, say, trade, or economic benefit, or, uh, uh, military, stuff like that, Uh, uh, military might, these kinds of things. If you're thinking in these ways about, oh, yep, somebody just cut us off in traffic. Delightful. Uh, if you're thinking about nation power in these ways, in my opinion, it is only detrimental to think in a nationalistic way. Now, my friends on the democratic side, my my democratic friends, let's say, my friends who lean to the left, and you know, I'm. And to be clear, the people who are the extremes in these cases, the people who are extremists on the left and the right, uh, think in these ways just even more extremely, you know, a, a person who is a far right-wing person might have such a nationalistic idea that they're like, oh, well, I only want people who are born in America. If you weren't born in America, get out of my country. And it's like, oh, my fucking God. Do you not understand that people who immigrate to America, on average, create more jobs than they take? On average, now that is not true for every community, that is not true for every state even. But on average, if you look at the country as a whole, and especially in areas where there's a lot of economic growth, you will find a lot of immigrants. Mostly legal immigrants, ironically yes. enough, but illegal immigrants yeah, as well. One moment, I need to finish my thought and then you go right ahead, okay? So, frames on the right, in my opinion, think in a nationalistic way. Think in a way that is exclusionary, okay? A way that excludes people, in my opinion. My friends on the left-hand side of the of the aisle, democratic friends, oftentimes, in my opinion, and, and I have literally met people who say these things. I, uh, some people might be like, oh no, that's impossible. I, I kid you not, I have met people who are like, I, despise the United States I despise it I think that you know we should just tear it all down and start over and in my opinion that is as destructive as a nationalistic way of thinking of you know our oh, United States live or die you know whatever the, the idea that we should just tear it all down burn it all down is madness Look, look at any point in history where there has been that kind of seismic shift in political power and you will find that in almost every case, with, with very few exceptions, in almost every case, as often happens in a change of power, the in rich the get richer the and the poor get poorer. Right. So in my opinion, we need to meet in the middle. And here is my proposal to the American people. Let us be patriots in the sense of Washington, Jefferson, Roosevelt, you know, people from both sides of the aisle. People who were liberal, people who were conservative. Let us be patriots to take the best ideas of both sides and say, let's find common ground, let's find a way that we can work together one quick example and then you go right ahead and say whatever you would like to say i know i know you are bursting with things to say one quick example i think that yes government overreach is a problem i I think that government meddling in people's lives is a problem but i also think that there are ways that the government can use its power to make things more efficient for everyone. Healthcare being a great example. If choice is the primary factor that we want to base our political system on, the the freedom to choose, healthcare is not the place to have choice. (laughs) Because in most cases, you have no choice. In most cases, you have no choice of what health care you're going to use. You use the doctor that's closest to you. If you get into an accident, use the hospital that's closest to you. That's just how it works. And so the government can use its power to make that more efficient without meddling, so to speak. Meddling is a great way. It's one of the things that Reagan said all the time. And, you know, there are many things that I disagree with Reagan on, but there are many things I agree with Reagan on. Meddling is a problem. Making things more difficult for business owners, making things more difficult for the average person. So, for example, tax reform, healthcare reform, police reform, all of these things are ways that we can take ideas from both sides and make the system better. So, to answer your question, that is my. Oh, sorry, let me rephrase. It. That is my answer to your question of how can we look at patriotism in a new way? How can we look at it in a way that works for everyone? So, uh, my, my wonderful Labrador has been trying to say something for about the last 10 minutes. And I apologize. Yes. Go right ahead, my love.
1: Okay.
0: So, that was a lot of information to unpack sure. for the audience. Bit and of a thesis statement right off the top of my head.
1: Yes, a little bit of a thesis statement. We kind of reserved that for the end, but whatever. <laughs> Darling, I was answering your question. It just took ten minutes to answer, I'm sorry. Yes, I see that. Okay, so,
0: where do I go from there? Yes, so what is patriotism to you? How, how do you see the two sides of the political spectrum? Yeah. And how do you see a way for us to meet in the middle?
1: Quite frankly, I see us meeting in the middle when we get the politicians out of the way. Yes,
0: absolutely.
1: That is the first part. That is the first critical thing we have to do as a society. Absolutely. Is figure out what do we want. Yes. And the vast majority of what we want is the same fucking thing. Absolutely. Yes. We want equality in healthcare. We want equality in the economic field. Yes, we've talked about economics quite a bit, and there's a l- about a million reasons why women and men get paid a differently, and b uh, women get paid more in certain fields that men should get paid more at. That women get paid more in the that? sex industry fields. <laughs> well,
0: that's a whole different, uh, whole different argument. But just, well, just to summarize, well, let me finish.
1: Oh, go ahead, go ahead, because. Go ahead. Women get paid more because, get on the road. because men want to see women. Men <laughs> generally don't. unless you're doing gay porn. Yep. Then you ain't getting paid shit as a guy. Fair enough. It's like the difference between a waiter and a waitress. Waitress make a lot. More. Oh, excuse me. Waitress make a lot more money than men. On the right. yeah. And they would say, oh, that's. Wealth and inequality and whatnot, not But yet a CEO makes more than A female CEO A male CEO makes more than a female CEO Right Because Demanding more money Demanding better wages Again So finding that common ground Let me get back to the point Of finding the common
0: ground Of yeah. equality Yes I I think that this is the point that is something that's going to be... It's going to be something that we hammer home over and over and over again during our campaign. Because people have been talking about common ground. People have been talking about working across the aisle for decades. Decades and decades. And the simple fact is that no one has figured out how to do it. Well, no one wants to do. No, of course they don't. It they they keep their power by creating division. Yes. Whereas we have a path to power by creating unity, unity of the voter specifically. Uh, because what do people want? We've talked about this before on the podcast, but it doesn't hurt to reiterate. People want dignity. People want respect. They want security. Especially economic security. They want good paying jobs. Now and in my opinion, it is insane that we have the right saying, we want good paying jobs. And then you have the left saying, ah, well the way they want good paying jobs is stupid. It's like, oh no. Let me no. chip in real
1: quick. Take the Keystone Oil Pipeline. Okay. Those are good paying union jobs. True. But we can't we can't make a pipeline from one end of the country to the other because of this reason and that reason and this bullshit reason and that bullshit reason and this reason and that reason. No. <laughs> it's like, oh we can't. What if it leaks? What if that happens? What if this happens? What if that? What if what if we have a massive earthquake and it If if we have a massive earthquake,
0: well, we got bigger fucking problems. Well, and part of the issue with the Keystone Pipeline and other... Let's generalize it a little bit because there's a lot of different hullabaloo around the Keystone Pipeline. Uh, Let's generalize it a little bit. Part of the issue with these types of projects is that they are focused on fossil fuels. Yeah. And so if we are trying to, as a country, I mean... (laughs) California is trying to wean itself off of uh, uh, combustion engines within the next thirteen years, which seems to me to be an absurd goal, at least at the way at the rate we're currently going. Now, it, you, okay, so so fossil fuels, one moment, one moment, not a bad thing. One moment, one moment. People, one of the many arguments that people make is we should be investing the money and resources into jobs and into companies that are providing energy, whether for cars or industry, that does not produce as much carbon as fossil fuels. Now, there are some reasons to believe that. However, one of the things that a lot of people do not, I'm shocked that people do not understand this, but... If you don't transport oil through a pipeline, it has to be transported on trucks, which causes way more carbon pollution than a pipeline. A pipeline is much more efficient. Uh,
1: The other aspect is the the possibility of ecological disaster via natural forces. Like, I don't know, an earthquake happened. Oh no, an earthquake, our pipeline, it's broken. Everyone's gonna die. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the studies have shown, and I, we'll cite, we'll put the studies, uh, we'll put the exact studies in the description somewhere. Hmm. Studies have shown that pipelines benefit the local ecology. Hmm. I haven't seen that, but I'd be happy to look it up. Yeah. So let's- And here's why. Sure. The deer and other what other wildlife, mm-hmm. would flock around the heat
0: of the pipelines oh,
1: during the fair winter.
0: Enough. Fair enough. Hm, interesting. I hadn't heard that. So let's let's uh, let's come back to our main topic because, yeah. as important as the topic of the Keystone Pipeline is, we could probably do a whole podcast about just that alone. Oh yeah.
1: Um,
0: but let's let's come back to our main topic because. Uh, Energy and fossil fuels is something we've talked about many times, and we will talk about many times more. But, let's talk about our main topic, which is, why is patriotism something that is such a polarizing issue? I, 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 I find it sad to me. I find it sad. That many of my liberal friends, and and it's no secret that I personally lean to the left in terms of policy. I've talked about it on the podcast before. And I lean more to the right as far as policy. Absolutely.
1: The way I like to describe it is, I'm an independent that looks at what people are talking about, Mm -hmm. what they're uh, discussing, and going let's think about this. Right. Let's think about all the issues. Because de-re- uh, deregulating the uh, things for corporations, okay, that's good and bad. There's good right. and bad in everything. Absolutely. Do you want dirtier water? Well, no. Then we need these super strict regulations, but we, we need jobs as well. Right. We, we well, need
0: a co- we, we need the economy to grow. And this is this is why I think that. There's so much room okay, this is why I find it so absurd that people see it as one or the other. Either we have regulation or we don't.
1: It's a spectrum of regulation. Exactly. Everything
0: in life is a spectrum and a loading yes. screen. Yes, everything in life is a spectrum. TVX and right. What I would He'd love to think is everyone, everyone. Whether you love regulation, whether you hate regulation. Well, whether you the love the fire over there. whether you love the Democratic Party, whether you hate the Democratic Party, whether you love the Republican Party, whether you hate the Republican Party, whatever. I would love to see everyone come together in a forum of ideas and say, okay, what is the correct, what is the most beneficial, let's say. Uh, that's that's correct is a relative term. What is the most beneficial rule that we can have in this case? And it's on a spectrum, from no rule to the strictest rule that you can have. Is it a zero out of 10? Is it a 10 out of 10? And you'll find in most cases that it lies somewhere in the middle. The, the, the idea of, oh yeah, we're just gonna do away with regulation. And nobody, nobody, thinks that we should do away with, you know, regulation of clean water. Uh, Unless you're a super crazy libertarian type, Uh, I'm sorry, crazy might be a little bit of an offensive term. A a super libertarian person might be like, oh yeah, just let the free market work it out. Well, uh, here's the thing, Uh, free markets work when people have choice and you don't have a choice of what water comes to your house. There is only one source of water that comes to your house. And so if you live in Flint, Michigan, uh, and there's, you know, dozens of cases, I don't even know how many, probably hundreds by this point, of people having, you know, lead poisoning, and their brains not functioning properly as children as they grow up, like, you don't have a choice. And so, uh... it, it, It comes back to my eternal well of... People should have a choice. Yes, they
1: should. Now, uh, okay. Oh yeah. Back to people having a choice. Sure. I agree. People do have. People should have a choice. Mm -hmm. They should also be informed of the other options, such as. Yes, absolutely. Oh, there's lead in the water because of lead pipes. Okay. Why the fuck are we la. Why the
0: fuck? Are we allowing lead pipes to exist yes well the reason why is because it was you know put in 100 years ago when we didn't know how dangerous it was now there were indications even 150 years ago of how dangerous lead was but scientific rigor in the 1920s you know 100 years ago was not anywhere near the level of rigor that it is today uh, you know, is oh well, you know, or, uh, whatever. Just throw it in there, see if it works. Whatever. Um, yeah. So, having
1: now that we have the knowledge, yes, to safely create water, yes, uh, safely transport water through pipes, mm-hmm. we have many options to retrofit the lead pipes yes. with newer technology. Absolutely. Just right in some of it. Newer than others. There's this one guy who created a, uh, basically a portable pipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, think of it like a, think of it like a balloon animal <laughs> that you inflate and it goes through the pipe.
0: Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, Again, super
1: cool. It's new technology, right? But. Now that we have the technology to replace it and econo- replace something in an economical way, mm-hmm. in a of a mile. Right. new regulations and new rules can be in place and enforced, and even new industry
0: standards can be established. Right, and and here here is the key, in my opinion. Here is the key factor that everyone is missing right now, and I, I feel it so deeply that we do not have inspiring leaders. And when we do have inspiring leaders, they're inspiring in the wrong way. Okay, hold on one second. So as I was saying before we got so rudely interrupted. I'm just joking. Uh, as I was saying, I, my, in my opinion, the, the, the thing that I don't see, I don't see the inspirational leaders that we should have if we're going to get through the crises that we're facing. Now, uh, What type of inspirational leaders have we had in the past? We had Obama on the left-hand side of the spectrum who was a very inspirational leader to the people of his base. Uh, we've had Trump, which unfortunately was an inspirational leader to white nationalists. Uh, in my opinion, a person who is not willing to distance himself from white nationalists is a bit of an issue. Uh, let me, let me be clear here at the very beginning of my campaign. White nationalists, no good, no, no, no bueno. Uh, We do not like the racism, the racism very bad. Uh, And I'm saying it in a joking tone, just because it's such an absurd thing to have to even question. Yes, of course, white nationalism is horrible. The nation is a nation for everyone. It is a nation for white people. It's a nation for black people. It is a nation for all different types. It's a nation, especially for Native Americans. Oh my God, they were here first. Of course, it's an issue for them. I, I would love for Native Americans to be a huge part of our caucus, of our voting base, because I think they have been given an absolutely, incredibly short end of the stick. But anyway, that now, being said...
1: Let me answer your question of, a left you don't see left turn. inspiration. You don't see inspirational individuals. Mm. I do. Great. Who do you see? I see people like Mr. Beast. Absolutely. I see individuals on the YouTube platforms. Yes. Everyone from C. 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 Uh, C.
0: C. G. P. Gray.
1: C. G. P. Gray.
0: C. G. P. Gray.
1: C. G. P. Gray. Sure. I, I see them as inspirations to a current demographic. Yes,
0: absolutely. Uh, these are the examples of the people that we need. Not in politics, necessarily, although I'm sure if Mr. Beast ran for office in North Carolina, he probably would win. But we don't need famous people in politics. What we need is inspirational people in creation of policy. So, for example, I would love to see Mr. Beast running an agency like the FCC. I would love to to imminent domain YouTube and then put Mr. Beast in charge of it and say, look, use the power of this platform. Use the power of the platform to create good jobs and to. Which oh, one is it? let me see. T do, right there. Use the power of this platform to create good jobs and to make life better for the people on the platform. So, in conclusion, Let's change everything for the better. And that is my soapbox for the day.